hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. We're back again. We are. Season 2, episode 5. Season 2. Wouldn't believe it, would you? No. But here we are. What's happened this week? Uh, Shane Warne died. Yeah, that was um, a shock, wasn't it? Was wasn't it? We'll not go into the rumours of how he died, but it was still a shock, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I couldn't believe it. No, I couldn't. No, you watched that documentary that's on. Uh, is it on Amazon Prime? Yeah, is it called Warning or something? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah inventively enough. Yeah, yeah. Why is Ed Sheeran on it? I don't know. That that uh, was Chris, weirder than his death. And to Chris, be honest, <laughs> what I mean, Ed, Ed Sheeran on his documentary. Yeah. And Chris Martin from Coldplay. Do you think Ed Sheeran likes cricket? Oh, no. Do you think he loves it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I was still on Coldplay because they can be dreary, can't they? Mm. You don't think? Yeah. Anyway, but yes, it was it was sad. It was very sad. And uh, shocking. Sometimes, you know what, you get moments in life like that where you where somebody dies and it sort of, I wouldn't say affects you de- the way you live day to day, but it sort of like makes you sort of sit bolt upright and think and you wow, can't believe he's gone. Mm. I felt the same when Prince died. Yeah, it's the first not time. Prin- not Prince Philip. <laughs> like, you know. The Prince. The Prince, yeah. Mm. You know, Purple Rain. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever really felt like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it was a shock. So, well, anyway, on that sad note, we can only get better, I think. Yeah, I think so. Which is what's frequently said about the show anyway. Mm. Well, you say that, but we have got um, Matt from down at Bellevue Twitter page coming on talking about Wakefield, so... Yeah, and he's... Uh, it, it, might, yeah. It, it, it might go a bit sad again then. What, talking about Wakefield? Yeah. Yeah, what else have we got on tonight? Uh, obviously, we've got the Super League review coming up from the uh, from round four. Um, bits of news, if you like, just one or two things. Uh, Bobbles is on with his stats. Uh, first round of the NRL is back. So we'll be looking through the fixtures of that. Then we'll be speaking to Matt from from uh, down at Bellevue. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Bri will be back on with... Um, Predictions League, see how we got on in round four, which personally I'm not looking forward to. And obviously we'll be predicting round five. Okay. Oh, well, that sounds like it's cheered us up already. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Super League, where do you want to start? Uh, let's go with... Let, let's tell you what, let's go with the almost big surprise of the round. Mm-mm. And let's go to the south of France. Okay. And let's go with Toulouse 28, Wigan 29. Strange, wasn't it? I couldn't believe the scoreline. I thought there'd been a mistake, me personally. Especially when Toulouse were 28-16 up. Mm. Yeah. Or at this point, I have been asked to give a shout-out to Craig at work, um, who got, it, got the commentary on his match on Wigan TV, on his phone, um, as we were working and we could listen to the last um, 25 minutes while we were outside. Um, right. And uh, he's asked me to give him a shout-out for that for that, for that that uh, heroism, really, I suppose. Right. Anyway. 
Seems like he's asking for a lot, to be honest. It is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, we can go 10 nil up, don't they? Yeah. I think. Oh, it's, Here we go again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're having a bit of a fight back, aren't they? And, and, and get two tries back from what I thought was really targeting that Abbas Miske, who was on the wing for Wigan, making his debut for them. Yep. Um, and he, he, he bombed two of the bombs. And um, they got themselves back in it, didn't they? And also, first time I've ever really seen it, uh, two drop goals in, from the same team in the same half. The different players? Yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fair to say, and I think a, 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 not a secret, is it, that Toulouse should have really won the game, shouldn't they? I mean, yeah. they had three drop goal attempts when they were six points up in the second half, uh, missed every one, and allowed uh, allowed Wigan to square up at 28-all, and then you sort of think, oh, right, here we've got the writings on the wall a little bit here, and 30 seconds ago, Harry Smith pops up with the... The all important one point, didn't he? Mm, yeah, I mean, they'll be proud of what they've done, but they'll be bitterly disappointed to lose with not coming away with two points there because they, they really should have had them. Wigan for that were there for the taking, absolutely. Uh, but there was some. I mean, you talked about some of the tries there, and like there was one in particular, the Armitage try, mm. where he, he took about three or four players over with him. And you just think that's really soft defending, really. Yeah, especially from from Wigan um, in general, but you know specifically this season because they've started really well and and, and defended really well as well. And look, they'll they'll, they'll be happy. I imagine they'll be happy um, with winning. But I feel like they will feel like they've lost that. Really. Yeah. Two questions for you from that game. Number one. Um, did Toulouse play really well and turn the corner, so to speak, even though they didn't pick any points up? Or was it more a case of Wigan's attitude and poor defence? Um, maybe a mixture, maybe a combination of both. Um, but then you look at some of the, the, the tries that Wigan scored and stuff, and I, I, don't, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to say in it, but... With the start that Toulouse have had, you would say it was more the latter, uh, and and Wigan just not really being on it and thinking all they have to do is turn up and they they'll win. They won't be happy conceding twenty eight points, that's for sure, will they? No. And the second thing is like, what's happened? Where <clears throat> I don't even know whether you can say it's gone wrong. Um, Tony Gigo. Mm. Do you know he's like he's like a proper enigma, isn't it? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know a few. You know, how long? What three or four years ago? That Catalans was three. Fight, yeah, he won the Lance Todd, didn't yeah. he? And top of his game, Challenge Cup, top of his game, and that's really the first time that I've sort of ever no- noticed him for a, for a long time. I'm just wondering what. Well, he, it's, he, you know, he had a bit of like um, an exile, <clears throat> didn't he? Because either. Catalan didn't renew his contract, so he didn't. I can't remember, or he didn't want to sign a new contract. I think he thought he could get in the NRL, to be honest. Yeah, okay. And yeah. then they never really came calling, and then he he spent a lot in 
um, the French league, didn't they? Yeah, he spent a bit of time in the French league, um, and I, he, and then he went to Toronto, and then they folded, uh, and then he he spent the last couple of seasons at Toulouse. Um, it, it's as though he's having to try and reinvent himself again. Yeah, it is because he's got talent. Oh yeah, he's got talent. Not quite sure if he's an halfback, but he's definitely got talent. Yeah. Interesting to see how he goes on, um, whether he can ignite the spark for Toulouse. Mm, but you're right, he's had to totally reinvent himself, hasn't he? Mm. Where do you want to go next? Um, let's go to Friday night, the, the Sky game. Warrington 18, Catalan 24, because, to be honest, I just want to get it out of the way, because I don't think it was very good. There was some poor handling, weren't there? A lot of handling errors. From, lot bo- of from both errors. teams, mm. from both teams, the quality just wasn't wasn't there from both teams, really, was it? No. Um, a really, really good win for Catalans, I think. Twenty four eighteen, a really good win for them. Having in addition to their existing injuries, Tompkins, uh, Macalorum, uh, Yahar out. Napa's still out, was he? Yeah. Uh, Dodson, I think. I'm not sure if he played. I can't remember. I don't think he did actually. No, but. But so with with those players out as well, and then to be honest, Warrington only really made it look close in the last ten minutes or so when they got two tries. Yeah, the the game was over by seventy minutes. I think was it the Gudemon try, um, which was really scruffy, by the way, where he put the little grubber through and it, it sort of just bounced, ping pinballed off two or three of them, and he ended up with it again. And then he put it down short, didn't he? But managed to roll his hands over. Yeah, that's right, and managed to roll it onto yeah. the line, didn't he? The other, I mean, they got helped by that, didn't they? Because obviously that was, like you said, that was really fortunate try. Mm. And the other one they got helped with is when they put a, a terrible kick up, but King dropped it, didn't he? Yeah. And then they kicked it forward and... Uh, it was Romano. Yeah, and got onto it. But, I mean, it was an appalling drop, really, because there was absolutely no pressure on him whatsoever. No, and it's not something you expect from somebody like him because he is one of the best centres in the league and has, has had a real sort of... Purple patch, I think. Yeah. Um, and really established himself uh, at Warrington and in Super League. So, uh, Darrell Powell wasn't happy at all. He said the performance was unacceptable. I mean, he wasn't happy when they lost uh, when they won at Toulouse. So he's not going to be happy there, is he? Well, he said he could see it coming. Mm. I never understand that sometimes with coaches, you know, though, when they say they can see it coming. That's your job to, yeah. Uh, not let it happen then. Mm. That's your, that's your job to make sure that the the frame of mind is right going into the game. Mm-hmm. And if it's not right, ask yourself why not. And then you've got, you know, we're not talking, we're not talking amateur rugby league here. We're not talking about oh, half the players were out last night. Uh, we didn't play very well, and we can't really be bothered this week. You know, you, you're a super league team. You're a professional outfit. You've got a week then to work on. If you can see. These, these things creeping in, you've got a week to get that right then to the next game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really don't understand that. And I don't think coaches do themselves any favours when they say, in addition to being acceptable, that like, well, I could see it coming. It's easy to say that after after it's happened though, isn't it? We don't understand before the game, are you? <laughs> no, but... You know, it's like, no, how do you think tonight's game will go, Daryl? Uh, not very well, because I can see it coming where we've got a bad performance coming. It's been coming for weeks. But the point is, is obviously, 
it's like you say, it's their job to to get rid of that. You can't just oh yeah, I can see it coming. Yeah, it's like, well, why don't you tell us that? That if you're a player, and that is his job. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I've got a question for you on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Mitchell Pierce? Uh, getting overshadowed by his half-back partner at this point in time? Um, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have turned up, does he? And Pierce, yeah. he scored. Yeah, off a kick off his partner. Drinkwater. Yeah. I think he's playing really well, and I think with Drinkwater, he's having to take more responsibility since Maloney's gone. Mm. Or he enjoys taking that responsibility since Maloney's gone. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if Mitchell Pierce is just struggling to adjust or whether he's just that typical Aussie where they just think they've got to turn up and they'll rip it up because they're Australian. Mm. So I'm not sure. But at the minute, to me, he doesn't look bothered. Oh, drink water's carrying the halves. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and yet we talk about Catalans and they've won three out of four, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And they haven't played well at all. They haven't. They haven't. They've been pretty poor in all four games, I think. Yeah. No, I do as well, and I, I think they were lucky. They were lucky to to beat Leeds last week. Yeah. Um, Wakefield the week before. Yeah, they didn't win by a tremendous amount, did they? Two points against Wakefield. Yeah, and look, I mean, they can only play what's in front of them as well, can't they? Um, I, think, I think they're still on a minus points difference. Yeah. From that, they've won three out of four, but they've won a minus points difference. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I I can't see him getting much better either, really, at this moment in time. And yet, everyone's got them nailed on for top two or three, certainly mm. top four anyway. I did, start the season. Do you still have them nailed on for top four? Not sure I'd have them for top four. And yet they've got players to come back, though, as well. Yeah, they have. They have. <laughs> I don't know. It, I think they, they probably will. It's just hard to see at the moment, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but uh, moving on then, the champions, Saints visiting Hull KR and, well, walloped them. 42 points to eight. Steamrolled, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just... Majestic in full flight, this team, aren't they? Yeah, they're just something else. First time this season they've had two tries scored against them in a game. Mm. Which is... Um, but they still haven't had... Double figures put against him, I don't think, have they? No, I don't think so. No. Um, massively improved. Well, is he improved? Massively improved? But certainly, man of steel points leader at the moment, <laughs> Sione Matautia. I hope he wins it. I love him, he's ace. Yeah. That pass, see the pass for making since that trick at that, the end. That's one of my questions for you. Which was the better pass, Matautia's or Wellsby's? Matautius. Because Wellsby put a really excellent one of his own in to, to send. I think it was Makington in, wasn't it? But Yeah, but Matautius was unbelievable. Yeah, I would think that there would be a lot of half-backs and full-backs that couldn't throw that, that pass. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, Makington brought up 150 tries for Saints as well. Um, Do like the look of Lewis Dodd again. Yeah, again, two again, tries again. And again, one of them, he danced through the line. Yeah. And he seems to do that for a try a week at the moment. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes they get found out, don't they? But um, or they can't do it as much. I say because teams then sort of are more aware of what he's going to do. And the biggest thing for him now is to try and find ways of carrying on doing it. I think, which is what the great players do. Yeah, because it's all right knowing what people are going to do. Stopping it is something else. Mm. And if you look at you know if you look at top players from over the years, it's all right. Yeah, um, I know how. Yeah, we know what he's going to do, but actually, he's done it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to go back. In that case, I want to link that one to. Um, oh, before I do, um, fair to say that Hull Kingston Rovers are not really living up to last year's standards at the moment. No, I didn't think they would. To be honest, it's an hard thing to do. I think they were quite not lucky to do it last year. Did well. But they did overachieve, yeah, yeah, and they might be about where they are now uh, for the rest of the season. I think, but yeah, let's see. Um, I want to link though. We're talking about Dodd. I want to go to the the player he's replaced uh, next. Huddersfield thirty four, Salford two. Uh, no, no, Theo Farge for this game. He was banned the week before, but then didn't play this week. I think he had a hamstring problem or something. Okay, they didn't miss him though. No, Will Will Price stepped up, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel's been glowing about Farge, hasn't he, when he came on the show last yeah. week and talked Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, uh, you know, absolutely buzzing, wasn't he, a couple of weeks ago about Farge. Yeah. Um, but Huddersfield, um, now up into third. Yeah, incredible start from the Giants. Will Price was, was excellent, scored a nice try. His, Do you think... his step is Benji-esque, I think. And... Benji-esque, yeah, I like yeah. it, yeah. Do you think I was just sort of like 12 months ahead of my time in the you know predictions from last year where I said they'd finish second? Um, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk as well about um, Will Price being targeted by the NRL. Yeah, strange that already. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not strange because he's obviously a talent, but because their salary cap is so much bigger, they pick up players that you think, already? Well... And they can afford to put them in reserve grade, can't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. So, so whereas maybe four or five years ago, one of the one of the top dogs goes, you think, yeah, fair enough. But because they can now afford to bring players up, we think, and getting early on them, yeah, it, it comes as a bit of a surprise. Still, I mean, obviously the kid's talented and he's going to be a superstar. You would think, but you wouldn't expect him to be going to the NRL now, would you? Or ever. If you don't want to. It's not well, for everybody. Well, I think he needs to listen to his dad. <laughs> what, that Blackpool Beach is better than Bondi? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. i tell you who else has impressed me at the start of the season. A Chris McQueen and his forms. Five tries this season already. Yeah, Chris definitely. Because um, I didn't think that much of him, really, when he came over. Uh, was it last season or midway through the season before, whenever it was? He didn't really, I'm not really giving him any second thought, but... Really impressed me. From, from what I was reading this week, the players have really bought into the way that Ian Watson does things mm. in his second season. It's more his team. Yeah, they've got used to his ways and the way that he wants things done, and uh, probably, you know, proving himself to be the coach that everyone thought he was at Salford. Yeah, I, I didn't doubt his abilities last season. Um, it, obviously, it's tricky when you've been. 
part of the furniture for so long at, at another club and then having to move and taking a different challenge sometimes it, you know it can take a, a season or two to to really settle in I mean look at Powell now at Warrington like they again they were tipped and yeah. they haven't been great well the best coaches in the world struggle from time to time I mean even Ralph Vanjek struggling at the minute isn't he <laughs> yeah yeah he is are we not going there? No. We didn't mention that in the um, the intro, did we? No. United. Um, we'll continue to not mention collapse. it. All right, fair enough then. Um, but you know what I mean, though? Even, you know, the best culture in the world mm. sometimes hit a, a patch where they are questioned then, aren't they? Yeah. But, you know, he's got over that speed bump now. Um, yeah. But Salford seemed to be petering out a little bit, not even getting over for a try. And I thought the one, a lot of the ones they conceded were quite soft. I th- um I think it was Ken Seo twice, I think. Um, I can't remember it was on the wing for Huddersfield. Apologies, but he danced around Ken Seo twice. Well, people were getting giddy, weren't they, around the first two games. And to be fair to Louise, when she came on, mm. um, our Salford expert, um, she was a little bit more um, reserved about it, wasn't she? Yeah. And had a feeling, I think, that this sort of thing would, would start to happen. No, I think for Salford, obviously, they got off to a good start. That's fantastic for them. And then I think from then, it's just about picking up points as much as they can. I mean, I know that's the same for everybody, but do you know what I mean? Because yeah. people are tipping them to go down or, or be in that relegation battle. So they, they, they need to pick up points. Yeah, definitely. You know, as much as they can. So, um, yeah. Uh, Cass seemed to be. Picking up a bit of momentum, they've been. I think they've been getting slightly better week by week. Um, I, I managed to get a victory over Hull, thirty-three points to twenty-six. Right, we're, we're going to relive part of the game now. Mm-hmm. Right, you're going to commentate right on the game. Yeah, I'm going to be the clock. Right, right, and it's Castleford to kick off. <laughs> Castleford kick off. Who caught the ball for Hull? Can you remember? Just say Hull because I can't okay. remember myself. Castleford kick off. Okay. Now. One, <laughs> two, kick. three. And he's caught it. He's four, passed it to Liggy South. Oh, five, he's dropped it. Six, and Smith picks it seven, up and he scored. Eight. 19, 11, 12, 30, 40, 50. Yeah. And it's a, <laughs> what a start. It's. It, I think it's every forward's worst nightmare, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I think it was. I don't think it was quite as quick as the Ben Crooks one from last season, uh, but it's a, it, it's definitely close. Only because, only because they actually caught the ball and then dropped it, yeah, rather than it bouncing and then somebody getting onto it. But it was certainly one of the quickest tries in Super League history. Wasn't Absolutely, it, it was. Um, and then the same thing happened um, for Josh Griffin's try, where cast. Spilt it from the, the the kickoff and Griffin just picked it up and ran in. Yeah, yeah. Just give it him, give it him back. Is this the um, you know we had the Powell Bowl? Is this the like the um, the Radford Bowl this week? Mm, I think so. He'll be buzzing, won't he, to get one over them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just know what he's like. He's going to be. Ab- he'd have been absolutely laughing his head off. Yeah. Um. The thing is for Hull after that game, is that, um, sorry, after that start, they were always then chasing the game and they mm. never got back on level terms again, did they? No, I mean, they were a funny team. They got within they got within one. Um, Greg Egan got a hat-trick. 
they, they are a funny team and one week I mean was it last week they got the, the, the win against Salford and yep. looked fantastic Jake Connor was like just immense and then this week well he was out this week wasn't he no he's he, playing was he playing mm. he might as well have been out but I, think he was, I thought he'd um, no no he was, he was no, playing because okay. I saw Greg Eder's last well I saw all the time oh you're right yeah like, he, he did yeah he did yeah Sold Jake Connor that dummy, didn't That's he? That's right, and, yeah. I mean, that last try was brilliant from Greg Eden. Yeah, he turned him inside out, yeah. Yeah. Um, question on this one, then. Um, Hull seemed to be win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to be the pattern for the season for them? Yeah. Yeah, and then I think it... I, If I was putting money on the first coach to be sacked is I think it would be Brett Hodgson yeah I, to be honest I've, I've thought that pre-season mm. because of the way they finished last year it, and if you don't sign that and you have a, re, a total revamp the signs the, the warnings there isn't it the, it the writing's on the wall really yeah and I think the way they finished last year when they lost about the last eight games or something ridiculous mm-hmm and then the way they've started this year, I just don't think it's don't think it's working for them at all. It's not. Something needs to drastically change at Hull. They've got an interesting game this week because they're um, uh, they're away at Leeds, mm. and Leeds have got a few more players out again as well. I think Newman's out again for them. Yeah. Um, Myler's Myler's out. Bentley's out. They've got a few out again. Mm. Again, and you, you look at it this week, and you think. Might need to start winning these games a bit. Yeah. Well, speaking of Leeds, they travelled to Wakefield and came away with the spoils. 34 points to 18. Yes, well played, Chris Kendall. (laughs) Leeds have won a game where Chris Kendall has been in charge. He's the best referee ever. Not my words. The words of the Yorkshire Evening Post. Um, yeah, 34-18, uh, game was over at half-time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, an appalling, appalling start from uh, Wakefield. 30-0 at half-time. They won the second half, 18-4, but damage, the damage was done. Damage it? is done, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. um, again, I mean, we're going to talk to Matt in a bit, but Wakefield, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, especially when they took Catalan to, to within two points, mm-hmm. I thought... They're all right. They're they're going to turn the corner, and, and they haven't done yet. No, and uh, when you combine that with the way that they finished last season as well, and I, I thought they'd have been absolutely, you know, busting to get out yeah, there for flying, this season, yeah. and I thought they'd have come out the gates really strong, but they they just haven't. No, and now they find themselves with a massive game this weekend against Toulouse, which you would think they would win. Although Toulouse have booked up over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, but, no, you're yeah. right. So. But yeah, they need to uh, they need to start winning. But you can't afford gate. You can't afford starts like that against any team in Super League. <laughs> no, God, no. It's Bobby stats of the week. That's right. It's time for Bobby stats of the week, and he joins us on the phone. Bobby, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Are you are you, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Are you guys? 
Very well. Yes. Good. Right. How many stats have you got this week? Uh, I've got five this week. Okay. Hit me with the first one. I, I thought I'd best do five after you. After you, you bit of slating last week when you said I couldn't really be asked. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't here last week, was he? No, he couldn't. He couldn't where were bothered. you? Where were you last week? Uh, I was uh, watching football. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, Wigan versus Fleetwood. Mm. What a game! There was a better atmosphere at the Panto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, see if you've managed to uh, join us this week. Let's hear your five stats then. All right, then. Uh, so we will start with a Super League first, as Mark Sneed has become the first player to kick a 20 40 in Salford's loss to Huddersfield this weekend. A 20 40? Mm. Forgot that rule existed. <laughs> I think they brought it back this year. I think yeah. they did it, got rid of it. Right, right about, yeah. Because no one was doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stat number two. Catalan Dragons have beaten Warrington at Warrington for only the fourth time in the club's history this weekend. Their last win at Warrington came back in 2011 when they won 22-20. Traditionally, they've never travelled. No, but you would think that the way that they've improved over the last couple of years, they might have, they might have pinched one. Someone, yeah. if it was going to be, yeah, if it was going to happen a bit, you know, last year, the year before, 2011 is quite a surprise. Yeah. Mm. Right. I agree. What's your next one? Uh, quite a similar one, really, but I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if this is slightly worse for the for the team because it's actually the home team, and it is Huddersfield have beaten Salford for the first time at home since 2013. Their last win against Salford at Huddersfield was August of 2013, and they won 46-4. Wow. That is a surprise. Isn't it? Especially at because, home. Again, especially with Huddersfield, they had a, in the mid-teens, mm. had a, a real sort of purple patch, didn't they, when they won the league leaders and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, that is a surprise. Yeah. Mm. Well, good one. I like that one. Thanks. Uh, the fourth one is Tommy Makinson has now scored 152 tries in Super League for St. Helens and has become only the fifth player in Super League to score 150 plus tries for a single club. Ah, very good. The the other four were Kirk Yeeman for Hull FC. He had 160. Rob Burrow for Leeds. He had 168. Jermaine McGilvery has 183 for Huddersfield. And finally, Paul Wellens for St. Helens on 199. Ooh, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? I, was just, I think you'd be gutted. Yeah. Has he got a chance of catching yeah. all them, Callum? Um... Yeah. Certainly the next two. Yeah. Certainly the next Within two. Within 20. I mean, he's a winger. You'd think they'd score more in the way that Saints are at the minute. And he's not that old, is he? Is he 30 now? He might be yeah. 30. And would you expect McGilvery to catch Wellens? 183, I think he said. 299. Yeah. Yes. 16 off. He'd probably do most of that this season if they carry on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, have we any more? Uh, yeah, we've got one more, the last one. Uh, the last one is 
Josh Charnley has now scored a brace in four consecutive matches. The last player to do that for Warrington was Bobby Fulton in 1969. The record in the league for a brace goes to Brian Bevan with five consecutive games, a record he will now keep due to Josh Charnley's ban, unless, of course, it's overturned. If he's banned, though, would you not think is his, it's still it's his, consec- yeah, it's his consecutive? Five, he's, he scored in yeah. five consecutive. Yeah, I would have thought so as well. I would think so. Well, I mean... Because he'd have a tough it's... job to keep it going this week. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it would be down to opinion. Yeah. Oh, well. Thank, thank you for that, Bobby. No worries. Some good ones there. Well done. And no NRL stats. You noticed I that? Know. It's great. Yeah? I love I it. I know. I love it. There might have to be a couple next week due to the uh, the NRL starting, but yeah, possibly, yeah. we'll see. We will see indeed. <laughs> Listen, we'll thank see. you very much for that. Some really good ones there. Some interesting talking points there as well from those stats. So thank you. No worries. And we shall speak to you next week. You shall indeed. Have a great rest of the show. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. See you later. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Uh, right. Some good ones there. Yeah, there was. The um, the Uddersfield one was a shocker. Yeah, they're not winning it against Salford since, what was it, 2013, did he say? Yeah. Ten years, nearly. Yeah. Mm. Um, have, you got bit, have you got bits of news? Sort of. Okay, I've got a couple, so. Um, Ellery Hanley has been named as the Combined Nations coach. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise, that, really. I know Bradford's a bit of a weird place and that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not completely in exile. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. suppose so, yeah. Um, I just did, I didn't think he'd, he'd been around coaching for uh, much of it. I, I would have thought that um, that would have, job would have gone to somebody else, but mm. we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, and another strange one, uh, rumours that Richard Agar is going to be announced as the new Samoa coach. Yeah. That is a strange, especially when you think of the team that they might possibly have. Well, uh, they've lost a couple, haven't they, who've chosen to play for Australia. Mm. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. <laughs> Tino, the Titan. Yeah. And Brian Toto as well. Right. And I think Jerome Luai might have. No, Luai's committed to Samoa, apparently. Oh, has he? Yeah, apparently. So has Matt Parrish been sacked then? No. Okay. Well, then... You, when you'd be were... a bit worried if you were Matt Parrish, wouldn't you? Well, uh, well, yeah, but before Richard Agar, they were going to bring in uh, Sonny Bill Williams and the Johns brothers. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, they've got Richard Agar. Yeah. Yeah. Name a bigger downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to Ralph Raniak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, it's just a, it's just an interesting story, and obviously, you know that I've I've had links with the Samoan team in the past in the, in the last World Cups, and uh, it's a strange working bunch. Let's let's just say that, as True. as you know. Yeah. So let's see what let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's. 
Because, um, because to be honest, Richard Agar could be appointed and then even not even be there at the World Cup by that time. That's that's very true. Yeah. So, um, I've got a couple of bits of news. Okay. Mascot boxing has took off wildly. <laughs> right. So on our Twitter, which is at Loose Forward Pod, uh, you can now vote daily for the mascot that you think is going to go through to the quarterfinals, the mascot boxing competition. Yep. Yesterday's winner was Rufus the Robin, who battered Bullman uh, and Rory the Lion from Oldham. Mm. And today, we can now vote on Drax the Dragon from Catalan against... Uh, who else are up against? Oh, Daddy Cool from Wakefield and Spike the Unicorn. Mm. From where I'm not quite sure how a unicorn would batter a dragon and a and a wildcat anyway, but no, we'll I'm see. Not. And you can vote on that every day, and then mm. the quarterfinals as well. So we'll yeah. see where we are with that next week. Yeah. So that's taken off. Um, I predicted last week that we would be sat here this week and talking about disciplinary, mm-hmm. and we are mm-hmm. because Bobby just mentioned it in his stats there. The two-match ban for Josh Charnley, to me, is incredulous. Weird that, isn't it? If you haven't seen it, have a look at the incident. Uh, he trips. He sort of he's been done for kicking out and tripping up. I'm not even sure he can see the player there with the other player on top of him. No, I'm not. I mean, he... it's a kick out to get up. I more think. Than it's, I think so. I don't think he's gone to boot him, has he? Well, it's at the end, and he broke away, haven't they? Yeah. So he's trying to get up and get a quick play the ball. He got the penalty and the Catalan got a sim bin. I mean, at the time of recording now, uh, we haven't actually seen if he has been banned or not. So, uh, what if it's been overturned? Yeah, he's been cited for it, hasn't he? Mm. And then they have the the disciplinary tonight, I think. So it's not official yet. I don't think. I think it is. Well, we'll don't see. know. I'm not sure, but it's ridiculous either way. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, yes, one last thing uh, before we move on. Um, we received some very nice words from Death Row Rugby League on Twitter. What a good handle. Yeah, I agree. Um, it basically said, we're the greatest podcast of all time. Um, Thank you, Death Row. Yeah, just trust me on that. Death Row. Yeah. No, Death Row. Death Row. Death Row. Um, and he wants to know if... Saints do the four peat. Yeah. Where would they rate of all time? Here and possibly internationally, if we're allowed to mention them. Okay. So Saints win it this year again, four in a row. Where does this team rate of all time? Statistically, yeah. the best. Yeah. But I still think but this team I think would get beat by a couple of previous Super League teams. Okay. Super League champions. Mm-hmm. I think they would get beat. I think they would give the lead team of 2015 a really good game. Mm. I think that could go either way. I think um, they possibly have a narrow loss against the Bradford Bulls team of around about 2004. Mm. Um, and I think... And I think they'd get beat by 20 points by the Saints team of 2006. Yeah, I don't think I disagree too much. Um, I actually think, at the minute, this team, 
this year looks the best out of the last three. Saints fans have been quite critical, haven't they, of Christian Wolf mm. um, at times. Do you think that opinion's changing now? I think they look even more dangerous in attack. I think they look really well drilled in attack and defensively. I mean, they've been sound defensively for the well for the last three years. Do you think Wolf Ball's changing a little bit? A little bit. I just think they look really dangerous. They look unstoppable. Mm. Um, where would they finish in the NRL? Don't know. That's a different question. Um, I'm, I'm probably hard to answer at this moment in time because we don't know how the NRL is going to shape up. I looked at it from last year mm. and predicted they'd finish seventh. Mm. But do you know what? That's on half a salary cap. Yeah. I, I think this team this year, um, I I think they'd finish top six. Yeah, and like I say, that's on that's with that's on a, on a, a really different salary cap as well. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, thank you for the question, Death Row, because that's really interesting. I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I it'd be interesting. It w- I mean, I'd love to know the answers to where would they finish in the NRL and stuff. But well, it would have been nice if they could have played the World Club Challenge. Super League wise, like you say, statistically the best. But yeah. um, the two thousand Saint six Saints team for me was the best I've seen. I agree. I agree. And else, but I think as well, the last couple of years it's been unfortunate that the World Club Challenge hasn't taken place. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, that, that would have been. A, I think that would have been a great game this year's Saints team against Penrith Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really would have been just, just a shame that Penrith were too scared to come over and play it. <laughs> um, that's, what, that's what they say about St Helens. Yeah, well, we all know the real answer. Yeah. We're sticking up for Super League, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, up yours and RL. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now it's time for one of it's one of our favourite features. This isn't it now. It's become fastly my favourite feature. What meeting the people? Yeah, as a, as an ex mayor said to me once. What's your? I said to him, "What's your favourite part of the job?" He goes, "Oh, meeting the people." <laughs> I was like, "You're the mayor. That's it. <laughs> you work in a paint factory half the week." That's true. So anyway, <clears throat> one of our people this week. I'm delighted to say. We are joined by uh, from Wakefield and down at Bellevue. We're going to say hello to Matt. Matt, welcome to the Loser Forward podcast. Hello, thanks for having me on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm uh, I'm going to be as regal as a mayor, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll <stand> there. <laughs> I'd rather talk to you than that mayor. Honestly, mate. Honestly, it's uh, much, much more fun. So, Matt, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody, to all our listeners, and, and tell us a little bit about your journey and and what you and what yeah. you do now in rugby league wise? Yeah, so um, a lot of people will know me from the Twitter down at Bellevue. Um, it kind of came about as a as a podcast. I mean, the, the podcast side of it's still um, stopped, but it's something that may come back in the future at some point. But yeah. It was it was just necessarily me trying to um, sort of make points that I was making anyway to my granddad, and he was just fed up for listening to me make them. Um, <laughs> just kind of getting out there and interacting with other Wakefield fans. Um, a lot of my mates that I, that I hang around with are all Leeds United football, so they're not going to be really interested in what Dave Feet is doing. So it was it was about me trying to make new connections as well um, I've been sort of going to the games 
since about since I was about two years old, so 20, 24, 25 years ago right. now. Um, I've always been interested in it. I used to play as well as a kid. Um, but, you know, when you get to 18 and, uh, and you discover the alcohol and... yeah. And the women, you kind of have to sacrifice something and, and that was playing. <laughs> did, you, did you play for a junior team round Wakefield, Matt? Yeah, I played up at Normanton. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, just give them a shout out, same. that's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 up the, up the nights. Um, yeah, it was, it was something that I, I just always did from being about 10 years old to, to 18 and, and then had to give it up for work and whatever reason. But, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the podcast and the, the Twitter channel sort of came around from sort of similar to what Eddie said last Was it Eddie last week? It was Eddie last week um, from Leeds, yeah. Yeah, sort of similar to what he said. I, I was looking around at these football uh, accounts that, that were fan and led and, and found it really interesting that they were getting to say their bit. And I looked across like sort of everything and there wasn't really anything that was going on in rugby league. I mean, there was the, there was the Saints guys on Red V, um, and I think I kind of started at a similar sort of time to the Red Robin guys, but right. they've obviously gone on to have some really good success. And for whatever reason, we kind of couldn't commit to doing it as well as they did. And like I say, it's, it's something that may come back into in time, but the, the Trinity Heritage guys have kind of got that market sorted at the minute. So right. I'm happy just winding up cast fans at the minute. Right. <laughs> 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 Um, well, coming on to this season then, Matt, obviously the the end of last season was phenomenal and, and basically like Willie poaching his job, didn't he? Um, so what what is the, the biggest difference between the end of last season and the beginning of this season? Bounce the ball, if I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, it's, it sounds silly to suggest this, but every, every side always has a bit of a um, good run when they appoint a new coach and we're no different I mean before Chester we used to get it kind of every year where um, we'd get a new coach in and they'd win a few games and that would it then start of the season we'd start badly and get a new coach and that was kind of always what Wakefield kind of did um, but this year I, I don't think the performance levels have been poor I know the first half against Leeds was horrendous I, I, I can't think of any Wakefield fan that that said that that was a good game. Yeah, we just spoke about that and we said all the damage was yeah. done sort of like the first half an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was really confident going into that game as well. I mean, you know, yeah. I did the predictions last week and I said we'd win, but I, I remember even on the, t- on the terraces when standing with the people I stand with going, I fancy it tonight. I feel like it's one of them nights and yeah. we just, we just didn't get going at all and, it happens. You kind of, you kind of just—it's it's sad to say, really. You kind of just expect games like that at times. Um, but yeah, when when you consider the opposition we've come up against, I mean, the two grand finalists away from home and a team like Cullen conditions that weren't great, and we probably were the better side. I thought mm. we were unlucky to be not on three, and then we had one bad half. I'm last year I was very uh, negative about it all. I'll be honest especially when Chester was in charge, but at the moment, I find it quite weird that I'm still quite positive about our chances for the season, even at 0-4 in a must-win game of the weekend. 
Yeah, we're going to come on to that in a in a little bit, if that's okay. But you just mentioned there about the the disappointment, if you like, about uh, we're under Chester last year. Chester versus poaching. Talk to me about that. Oh, one hundred percent poaching. Okay. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The first couple of years under Chester were some of generally one of the best rugby I've seen. The, the year we finished fifth, well, we finished fifth twice under him, but. Um, we we shipped the ball wide and when Tom Johnston's on form and, and, and we've got that side ticking, then we can be unplayable and, and we were for two years and then COVID and injuries and, and everything happened and everything just seemed to get stale and it started to get to a point where even in his post-match press conferences, he'd be, he'd be negative and, and he, wouldn't, he wouldn't look like... I'm not saying he didn't care because he's a Wakefield man and, and I assume he, he does care deeply about the club it started to look like he wasn't as interested as he was before and mm. it was it was sad to see but I mean a lot of what's said between Wakefield fan base at the time that maybe he wasn't um, the right man for the job and there was still a lot of people supporting him but after this final game where we capitulated at half time it was kind of like yeah everyone's in agreement he has to go um, since Coaching sort of took over, though. especially in the pre-season. But like you say, the back end of last season was great, but it's always a new new coach bounce. In pre-season, he implemented new new changes. He kind of got the spirit of, of the group going, which I think when you're a club like ours, where you're not going to be spending the full cap and, and what have you, you need to get a good culture and a good spirit going. And yeah making them learn about the club's history and stuff rather than players just coming in for a paycheck. Yeah. That that sits well with me. And I, I will give Chester a little bit of credit in terms of, I don't think it was just him why it was going wrong uh, back in the last year. I, I do think we've had the same um, like conditioning team and, and backroom staff for a long time. And I think if you don't change anything, nothing, nothing improves. You just kind of get stuck in your ways. And yeah. I do think that was part of it as well. Yeah. Mm. So what do you think are the the strengths and weaknesses of, of the current squad then? Where, where do you, what are you happy with? Where do you think you need to improve? Um, I think the easiest thing to say is we need the middles. I, I still think we, we're lacking a big Dead Feater-esque style player, which is strange because I'd say he's one of our strengths. Mm. Um, I mean, our biggest strength has to be Tom. Johnson, he's, he's, for me, I, I might annoy a few Saints fans here, but I think he's the best winger in the league. Mm. Um, when he's when he's flying like he is at the minute, he, he can be unstoppable. He's in a good side. And <laughs> I can't have just said that. In a good <laughs> side, <laughs> um, he's top try scorer in the league. Mm. Yeah, it's good he, to he's, see. He's, yeah. If he's got a Johnny Lomax or a... Uh, Jai Field passing the ball to him. He's, he's getting 30 tries a season. Yeah, it's good to see him fit again as well. <laughs> yeah, because that's some rotten luck. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you, you know, you mentioned about that about Lomax or um, Field. I really like Jacob Miller. I think he's excellent. I think he's a real good player for you, and I think he's he would slot wire, into any top team, really. Yeah, I think Miller gets a lot more stick from our fans than he does from other fans, which I find bizarre. But mm. um, because I, I, like, I like Jacob Miller as well. I think he's, he's a tidy little halfback. Um, I don't think he gets the support 
from the pack often. Mm. I don't think the pack lay a great foundation for him at times, and it's, I don't want to single any of them out because they are just doing what they can do. Um, but when you haven't got enough data features and you've got too many workmen like players, you're never going to have that platform. You're never going to get that go forward that that you want in Super League. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah, uh, and missing uh, Max Jowett out with the, uh, this week. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I think he's out for, <laughs> yeah, for two matches. I think is he? Was it three? Yeah, perfect timing that we've got about eight injuries in the backs. No injuries up front, but all our injuries seem to be at the backs at the minute. So we could be playing with James Batchelor on the wing, full-back and centre and half-back this weekend. Could be anything. Yeah. Mm. Well, talk to me about this weekend. Um, this is... And it's turning into a... I suppose now it's the way, even though I, I agree with you, I think some of the bounce of the balls that they've had, they've been really unlucky in a couple of games. But it's actually turning now into a must-win game, isn't it, this weekend? Against Toulouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think even the most optimistic Wakefield fan probably maybe thought they might win one or two of the first something games, but this was the one that I think every Wakefield fan has, has targeted. And the way that we played last week kind of has ramped a little bit of pressure on them as well. Mm. Um, I, I personally think we'll still beat them. I kind of throwing my neck on the line like that already, but... Um, I think we'll still have too much for them, even with the injuries. I know they played well against Wigan at the weekend, but it's hard to back it up, especially when you have a defeat like that. Like we've had plenty of them, so yeah. I know how hard it is for them. Well, if you were doing the, um, if you were doing the predictions this week for us, and and it was oh, a wait, Phil and Toulouse, what would you be saying? Ah, uh, <laughs> I probably I probably go about. Wakefield by sixteen. I think I, I'd, I've gone eighteen. Actually, I've gone Wakefield by eighteen. I think, yeah. I think they'll win comfortably. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really people do. are just getting a bit hung up on on the Leeds first half. To be honest, and it's it's not reflective of how we've played through the season. Every team has bad halves of rugby, and, and that was just ours. Mm. Yeah. So, what is a good twenty twenty two for Wakefield then, Matt? Oh, um, a good twenty twenty two would be. Knocking on the door of the playoffs, and uh, <laughs> I was still sad to say this, but a semi-final, not not a final, a semi-final. To get mm. to a semi-final, we're happy. Yeah, <laughs> nice day out. <laughs> right, and then I'm gonna just finally before we let you go, I'm gonna put, yeah. I'm gonna put you on the spot, and I'm gonna say that that's what a good 2022 like. I'm gonna ask you, yeah, what will 2022 really look like? What what's your prediction? First of all, uh, first of all, in Super League. Uh, Super League. Um, I still don't think we're the worst side in the league. I think, I think tenth is realistic. Okay. Um, I, I, when I did my pre-season predictions, I think I had us down at eighth, which might have been overshooting it a little bit. But I think, I think tenth is probably realistic for us this season. So who fin- who finishes below you then? Oh, um, Toulouse. Yeah. And I, my. I want to say Cass, but I think so. <laughs> but you'd settle for ninth if Cass were in 10th. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. I'd settle for 11th if Cass were 12th. Excellent. <laughs> and um, and uh, what about Challenge Cup? What's going to happen in that for the uh, for Trinity? Oh, um, I really hope we, we, we sort of avoid Catalans because we seem to get them every year. So 
as long as we have like our hands, we'll we'll be all right. Um, I'd be happy with quarters and, and semis, but knowing our look, we'll end up with Wigan all leads away first first draw. So um, we'll probably be out and, and just waiting for us to try stay up. Oh, first round exit and tenth. Do you know what? This is the life. This is the life of a Wakefield fan. There's, there's absolutely no enjoyment in I it. I love it. I'm, I'm going to go a bold by thirty. Oh, fair, yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, on a on a on a positive note, just to end, Matt. We've done our, you yeah. might have seen it on our Twitter. We've been doing mascot boxing this week to see who goes through. Ooh. Now, Daddy Cool's in today. He's in the group oh, today. Did. So if you can, if you can put your vote in and tweet out to your followers, Daddy Cool might get through because at the at the moment he's losing out to Drax the Catalan Dragon. So um, I'm so. not having that. No, and so you need to get Daddy on it then. Cool. Yeah, I'm not being funny. A wildcat wearing sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can get onto that, then might, we might we might need a we might need a boost for Daddy Cool at the minute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try my best to get that going out. Huh? Excellent, thank you. Yeah, well, on behalf of Wakey, yeah, you need to carry off one trophy this season. Yeah. So, Matt, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, and no doubt we will come to you during the season when, uh, as and when we get wake, Wakey news, Callum. Absolutely, yeah, it's been. Uh been really good listening to you and your story and all all things Wakefield this yeah. week so thank you I love the passion and I, no and I love the I love the I don't love it but it's the hurt you can feel it can't you yeah but you wouldn't swap it for anything else <laughs> you wouldn't you? you're quite right Matt thank Absolutely you so not. much mate and we will speak to you again uh, as and when uh, as and when Wakefield hit the headlines no worries cheers for having me no, no worries. worries at all thank you, thanks Matt, Matt. bye bye, bye. Well, that was uh, it was actually. I think that was more optimistic than I thought it was going to be. To be honest, I think I thought he sounded all right about oh, it when you... I was listening to it. And That's... and like you say, when you look at the results that they've had, they yeah. lost uh, to to Hull by four points in in terrible yeah. conditions. Yeah. They pushed the runners up last year and only lost out by two points. Uh, we said a couple of weeks ago, even though they lost by sixteen. At Saints, they give it a really good go and, and threw it about a lot, and 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 contained Saints to one try in the second yeah. half. Yeah, and then obviously battered in the first half. Uh, weekend just gone, but but won the second half, eighteen four, and, and I know the damage was already done, but but that's what Matt said. They had one bad half, you know, out of eight. Yeah, so they they are unlucky. <laughs> I think they are unlucky to still be on zero points. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, you can you can feel the hurt though, can't you? Oh yeah, you can. Um, uh, Mind you, there's probably eleven. There's probably eleven teams that think that way at the moment. That's true. Yeah. Mm. So they are unlucky, and I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine, and you know they just need to to build on now and move on to this new Willie Poaching era. Yeah. So I think they'll be okay. But it was great to speak to him, and great. And I just love listening to fans of other clubs. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. So. I love that section. I do. I really like it. And it will grow as we get on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. The NRL's back this week. It is Thursday. Uh, that's the Panthers and the Sea Eagles. Mm, it's a good game to open with, I think, isn't it? Apparently Nathan Clear is out for the first three or four rounds now as well. Is he? Mm, with his okay. shoulder. Right. Well, we've got... I'm just going to go through the fixtures. Yeah. We've got Panthers and Seagulls. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Raiders and the Sharks. Mm-hmm. The 
Broncos and the Rabbitohs. That's an interesting game with uh, Adam Reynolds. He's not playing, he's got COVID. Adam Reynolds not up against his former <laughs> club. Um, so that interest has just gone by the wayside. <laughs> the Roosters versus the Knights. Uh, the Warriors versus the Dragons. Uh, the Tigers versus the Storm. The Eels versus the Mighty Mighty Titans. And the Cowboys against the Bulldogs. Mm. Who's your tip for this year? Grand final? Yeah. Um, it's hard to look past the Panthers again, but it's a bit of a boring choice, isn't it? Yeah. So, I'm going to say... Who am I going to say? Let me look at that. Just steal your notes, because I didn't write them down. Can you be writing, though? Uh, it's a bit like doctors writing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not Dr. Shipman's writing, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be okay then. Um, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm not going to say... I was going to say Sea Eagles because that's Bobby's team, but it's Bobby's team, so I'm not going to. So I'm going to say... Roosters. I was going to say Roosters, well, yeah. just because it's a pretty safe bet that they're always going to be up there. I know, you might as well say Panthers then. Well, no, I'm going to say Roosters, but I'm going to say watch out for the Titans. Uh, not sure on that. Is that enough NRL? Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. And now we'll be jumping straight into this. Loose Forward Podcast Prediction League with Six Again. It's prediction time, which means we are joined by Brian from Six Again. Brian, how are you? Hello. Oh, that, that was Bobby esque. That yeah, it was it? Bobby esque. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we have Bobby back this week uh, yeah. after last week's shenanigans, so I thought uh, I'd do a Bobby. Excellent. An ode to Bobby. <laughs> well, uh, Brian, do you want to um, do you want to update us on uh, what happened in round four of the prediction league? I'd love to. Yeah, um, the entire pulled away again. Um, Jamie Gordon got the most points of the week. Um, and the worst was again Yorkshire. Struggling, um, struggling was, aren't they? Yeah, they're struggling. Um, but these are soft Sorry about that, everyone. We lost Bri for a second there, but we've managed to get him back, and I believe he was saying that Yorkshire were bottom. Is yeah, another right? poor week. For, yeah, another poor week for Yorkshire. Um, only got nine points this week. No, it's not happening for him, is it? No, no. And then, so we have a league of the insiders at top, um, followed by Callum, who had a poor week this week. Then closed in by Andy, who's in third. It's all right, mate. <laughs> after, 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 yeah, I'm going to win this first week. Yeah, these insiders. I don't like him. No, I don't like him either. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in fourth. Um, followed closely by Lancashire, followed closely by the stats team, and then there's a bit of a gap to Yorkshire in last. Okay, so how many points have the insiders got, Bri? They're on 90 points are the insiders, 90. and then Callum, there's, yeah, 90, and there's a 17-point gap to Callum. <laughs> but that's just from Keith last week. Stupid Keith, man. Again, there's, again, yeah. there's uh, two spot-ons. 
Yeah, from the week. Yeah, the week before, wasn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Not happy about this. And then Jamie had a good week as well, didn't he? Last week. Yeah, well, other than playing, <laughs> which he messaged me saying I needed some, I needed some good luck. <laughs> um, good news. He they had a bad, they had a bad play, uh, a bad game. But he said, but yeah, they had the most points last week with uh, nineteen. Okay, extended the lead. So okay, should we go on to this week's then? Who, yeah, not a problem. Who are our protagonists this week, Bry? We have back in for Lancashire, Louise, our sulphur fan. Right, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm keeping my out for that sulphur v hook car prediction. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for Yorkshire, we have Alison, our cast, cast fan. Yep. Yep. Welcome, Alison, ins- for the first time this season. And for the insiders this week, we have Dan Roberts, who is the player head coach of Leeds Vinyl's PDRL team. Excellent. Um, but this is like the third Robert we've had, isn't it? We had Carrie Roberts, we had uh, Declan Roberts, and now we've got Dan Roberts. Yeah. What's the. Do you know what the plural for Roberts is? Um, Roberti. Roberti. I like it, yeah. Do you know what? Robai. Robai. Put it this way. Put it this way. If this one does well, right, then next week we're getting Audrey Roberts on <laughs> from Coronation Street, and that'll peg them back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't got a clue about rugby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right, Bryce, should we go through them then? Yeah, crack on. Uh, on Thursday, we've got Leeds v Hull FC on Sky. Okay. Um, oh, I found this a tough one, to be honest. It is quite a tough one, because like we were saying before, Hull is like, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and, and they just lost one. So, But I just, Leeds at home, and I know they've got a few players out, but they just look better. So I'm going to say Leeds by 10. Yeah, well, I'm going Leeds by eight, and I changed my mind on that on the last minute mm. because what we said, win one, lose one, with Leeds having players out. But again, I just I can't side with Hull on this one. Mm. I can't. No. Okay, what have we got, Brian? We have clean sweep for Leeds. Wow. Uh, Bobby, who's now in back in for the stats team this week, has Leeds by 12. Louise for Lancashire has Leeds by six. Alison for Yorkshire has Leeds by eight. Dan for the insiders also has leads by eight, and I've gone for leads by ten for the exact same reasons as yourself, boys. Mm. Really close. I'm surprised it's a, cl- a clean sweep for Leeds, but, but at the same thinking, time, I'm not surprised. Six, eight, ten. Yeah. yeah. Mm. To be quite fair, other than what you two are going to say, everyone's really close in all games. To be quite fair. Mm. Well, okay. Next one. Uh, Wakefield feet to lose uh, on Friday at half seven. Right, well, for me, Matt from down at Bellevue has just convinced me that Wakefield have only had one bad half in eight this season and they're going to come good despite despite Toulouse picking up a little bit and I'm going Wakefield by 18. Okay. Um, I know Toulouse had a, a decent out in. Um, I just suppose it's whether the in the sort of Catalan early days of how well are they going to travel as well. Yeah. Um, but I think Wakefield will be too strong because even though, like I say, they've no wind this season, uh, they, they have impressed me in, in part. So I'm going to say Wakefield by 14. Okay. We have a clean sheet for Wakefield as well. Um, Bobby for the stats team has Wakey by four. Louise for Lancashire also has Wakefield by four. Alison for Yorkshire 
also has Wakefield by four. The inside is Dan, also has Wakefield by four. No way. And I went for Wakefield by eight. Mm. Oh, there you go. Matt's twisted our arm there, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely bigger. to go big. Yeah. Go big or go home. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you've been influenced a little bit we there, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. We have. He's, he better not have sold us up the river because York's are bottom. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, also, before we go any further with this predictions league, Bri, I believe uh, you've invested in some new equipment for this week. I, I didn't invest. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too impressed with me. <laughs> I never am, to be quite fair. But your lovely and, wife has bought you a present, hasn't she? Yeah, I look I looked across between Chris Kamara and Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> or as they say in Wigan, din, din. Din, din, Vogue. If you can imagine that famous clip of Chris Kamada when he didn't know there was a red card, yeah. and you look at his headset, that's basically what I've got on my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. What's the next game, Bry? It's Sofa v Hill KR, 7.45 kickoff on Friday. Oh. This is a tough one. This again. is a tough one, but. Salford seem to have just gone completely flat, haven't they? Um, I'm not saying they can't turn it around. Ulkayar look better to me at the minute, so I'm going to say Ulkayar by 16. This could go either way, but I've gone Ulkayar by 10. We have a bit of a mixed bag on this one. Mm. Uh, Bobby for the stats team has Salford by 8. Alisson for Yorkshire has Ulkayar by 18. Dan for the Insiders has Hull KR by six. I've gone for Hull KR by eight. And do we want to put guesses on what Louise has said? Salford by two. two. Come on. (laughs) Salford by six. Well done, Louise. Louise. (laughs) Okay, next one. It's St. Helens v. Waddington, eight o'clock on Friday on Sky Sports. Um, I think Saints look just... They are going to get beat at some point, um, but they just look unbeatable at the moment. Mm. But I, and I don't think it'll be this week that they get beat. So I'm going Saints by 12. Game of the round, innit? Yeah. Game of the round. And and like you say, I suppose it happen- What depends as well what happens with um, like Josh Charnley, say. Um, I think Matty Davis is up for one match as well. So <sighs> Warrington, to me, have looked a bit lacklustre in the pack. Last few weeks. Conrad um, Hurrell's out as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but I also don't think Saints will get beat, but I'm going to say Saints by 10. Okay. We have another clean sweep. Uh, Bobby for the stats team says Saints by 6. Louise Valencia says Saints by 14. Alison for Yorkshire says Saints by 10. Dan for the Insiders says Saints by 16. And I think it's going to be like one of them playoff games. Mm. Really tight and niggly, and now I've gone for Saints by 10. Mm. Okay. Okay, where are we going next, Bry? Saturday, first of a double header on Sky. Uh, Huddersfield v Castleford at 3.15 on Saturday afternoon. Excellent. I didn't know that. That's Saturday afternoon started, isn't it? Excellent, yeah. Um, Cast coming off a good win, uh, but Huddersfield are just flying at the minute, aren't they? So I'm going to say Huddersfield by 14. Yeah, I think Huddersfield will have too much there based on what we've seen over the first four games. Mm. So I'm going Huddersfield 16. Yeah. 
we don't have a clean sweep on this one. Uh, Bobby, for the stock team, has gone Huddersfield Gate. It's going to be Alison, this, and I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Alison <laughs> for Yorkshire has gone cast by four. Dan for the insiders has gone Huddersfield by 20. Myself, mm. I've gone Huddersfield by 12. And Louise for Lancashire has said exactly Huddersfield by a drop goal. Oh, wow. by one. A bold prediction. That is bold. Now, now, I don't know if that's going to be one or a golden point drop goal. Uh, golden points don't count. So that, that's know. a different rule. It's going to have to be a one then, isn't it? It's going to have to be. It is a one, yeah. Um, do you know our, our predictions panel, Callum? Yeah. Right. You know, if they're listening each week. Yeah. And we've had this stick about, well, if you, if you say by two, you don't think your team's going to win. Yeah. Do you think people are listening to that now? Because Alison's gone Castleford by four. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's for the new two. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I think so. Uh, and then have we got one more game, Bri? Yeah, and then straight after that game, it's going to be Catalan v Wigan, a half-hour kickoff in UK time on Sky Sports. Well, I'm shocked. Well, here's a challenger for the game of the round, Callum. Uh, yeah, closely followed, I think. I think this is the the runner-up. Yeah. I, I, do you know, we've said before, Catalan's not played well, but won three out of four. Mm-hmm. We're going to have won them all. We didn't particularly play well last week. So that sort of set up in the balance, really, for me. And yeah. I, I don't know why, but I'm going to go Catalan's by six, even though they've not played that well at home. And I think they might rise to the occasion. I don't know if they've got players back, mm. but I'm going to go I'm going to go Cats by six. Okay. That's uh, not what I expected you to say. Okay. Um, I'm going to go the opposite. And I think we're going to bounce back a little bit. I think I think it'll still be quite close, but I'm going to say Wigan by eight. Okay, Brian and um, Bobby for the stats team's gone Catalan by ten. Louise for Lancashire's gone Catalan by two. Alison for Yorkshire's gone Catalan by twelve. Dan for the Insiders has gone Catalan by six, and I've gone Catalan by eight. Mm, interesting. That have I missed something? Yeah, are you, are <laughs> I you think the only one that's gone Wigan. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we're going to have got some players back, but if they can play, if Catalan can play like they did last week away mm. with the home crowd advantage, then, which they normally they normally get picked up, don't they? A bit, yeah, by the home crowd. So I think that's where I'm looking at it. Mm. Well, mm. I guess this is where I'll pick up some points. Then there you go. Yeah, or you end up in fifth. Ah, yeah. pick up, <laughs> pick up. Um, is that it, Bry? That's the lot this week, boys. Brilliant, excellent. Um, I think is that does that about wrap us up? I Callum? think that does wrap us up. Um, so some excellent games to look forward to this week. There is. Um, thank you again to to Matt from down at Bellevue. Um, obviously, thank you to Brian for doing all the predictions league. Thank you to our panel. Uh, yeah, and and to our panel for uh, participating. Um, best of luck, but not too much because I want to win. So. Yeah. Um, I suppose that just wraps us up for this week so wherever you're going or wherever you're watching your rugby league stay safe and enjoy it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me